Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast, a podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife. That time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Linus Woods-Mullins, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, body, and spirit for women over 40. Remember, midlife doesn't mean no life. Midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love, your self-care, and your self-worth. It's your time to be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. It's your time to vibe. So come on, let's vibe. Welcome to Vibe Living Podcast. My name is Lennis Woods-Mullins, and I am so glad to be with you today to talk about different ways we can vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged as we go along our midlife journey. So let's talk, my midlife vipers. Let's talk about overcoming challenges and obstacles and partnering with our higher power to attain our success. All of us have experienced hitting the wall when it comes to having successful outcomes. For those of us who are entrepreneurs, small business persons, or just regular individuals who want to experience more success in their lives, it can be exceedingly difficult to stay motivated and overcoming obstacles. I know these last few months with the pandemic, it has really been a challenge to stay motivated. As we journey through our personal midlife, it becomes more apparent that attaining success takes more than just simply hard work. Our life experience has taught us the miracles that can happen when we show ourselves and slow ourselves down. In midlife, we know the importance of listening to that inner voice, that knowing place within all of us that can lead us to success. It takes quite a bit of time and it takes patience to learn how to listen to that voice. We have to coordinate with our powerful mind, body, and spirit to maintain a positive mindset during those times when attaining ultimate success seems absolutely impossible. But the question is, how can we further develop that inner voice? What can we do to improve our clarity of thought? How can we improve our focus? And what do we need to do to enhance that inner voice? And most importantly, when we hear that inner voice, how do we learn to have the obedience to act on what that inner voice is telling us to do? My guest today is Elise Smith, and she shares her expertise regarding this very topic. Elise Smith is a faith-based business coach and speaker, and she shares with us how partnering with a higher power and really listening to that inner voice in business and in life can lead you to ultimate success. She shares specific steps that you can take to help you enhance that voice and also act on that voice to get successful results. But first, before we talk with Elise Smith, let's talk about our minds and what we can do uh, that gets in the way of being successful, our thoughts. What we think and how we think can really make a difference. Sometimes we need to get unstuck in order to move to the next step that will take us to success. So let's talk mind moves.
it's easy to get in a rut. You can also get stuck in worry, afraid to make a decision or change something in your life. Or maybe you're disappointed with how a particular situation turned out and it just feels like it was too hard to move on. When we get stuck, we often wait for the external change to happen. But many times, change doesn't happen to us. It comes from within us. Change can be scary, and it's very painful sometimes. But it's also necessary for getting unstuck. you got to change to get unstuck. And when that happens, many opportunities open up. So let's try these strategies. These are strategies that I have used to get unstuck. I don't do all of it at one time, but I've done them from time to time, and they really have helped. First of all, my A number one thing to do <laughs> is let go of the past. Listening to the stories in your head, you know, thinking about events that happened in the past, uh, being unable to forgive yourself for the mistakes that you've made, constantly blaming yourself or others for things that didn't turn out the way you hoped. Ask yourself why you are stuck on those memories and what you can do to live with them, accept them, and then move forward. You can't undo the past, but you can choose to find peace. A good place to start is forgiving yourself and others in a way to let go and move on. Another idea of a strategy to help get unstuck is change your perspective. Once you release that grip of the past, you can see your reality in new ways and feel freer to change your attitude. Gain new perspectives by meditating, spending quality time alone, and listening to that inner voice. And we'll be talking more about that later on in the podcast, developing that inner voice. You can also take a break during the day, clear your mind, and get distance from your current situation. Open yourself up to new people, new ideas, and introduce regular physical activity into your routine. All of these changes will help you to gain a new perspective on the future and what is possible. You also may wanna consider starting with small changes. Change stimulates different parts of the brain that improve your creativity and the clarity of your mind. You can start small by changing your daily routines, moving things in and around your house, or making new friends. Every choice matters. You might be tempted to skip the little things because they don't always seem important in the moment, but after a while, an accumulation of small changes will help you accomplish your goals. I know my family already, they always know that I'm getting ready to go through a breakthrough when I start changing my office around. Because right after I change my office around, immediately my creativity kicks in, I get unstuck, the breakthrough comes, and voila, I'm on that success track. Another strategy you can think about is to believe in yourself. Trust that you can reach your expectations and get out of your comfort zone. This is so important. As midlifers, we have a tendency to get so comfortable, so complacent in where we're at. But if you really want a successful outcome in something, one of the first things you want to do is to challenge yourself and get outside your comfort zone. Make a list of your strengths and positive traits. And remember that you are very capable Remember, midlifers, you are the sum total of all your experiences. Many people sabotage their own progress, consciously or unconsciously, as a result of deep-seated fears and limiting beliefs. So the first step in believing in yourself is to recognize your self-doubt. 
Pay attention to the ways you react to situations. Then you can work to reframe your self-doubt. Limitations like I can't or I don't know can be replaced with I can't do that yet, but I'm working on it. Or I don't know now, but I will. Another way to instill confidence in your abilities is to write down your past successes and keep the notes on hand when you need proof that you can do the things that you're wanting to do, that you can actually accomplish those things that are challenging and new because you've done it before. What you've done before, you can do again. Now, another strategy might mean practice being helpful. You can try that as a strategy as well. Maybe you have a lot of disappointments that led you to this moment in your life when you're feeling helpless. Maybe you're expecting a naturally protective feeling of pessimism. This is something you will have to work to change. Find a practice such as meditation or prayer, which is a big one for me, or reading inspirational books and do it regularly. Hope is not a permanent state. You need to work at it every single day. It's so important that you enter into hope every single day to find something that brings you hope. And my last idea is something that should be an obvious, but many of us don't do. If you're feeling really stuck and you can't seem to get past whatever it is that's causing you to feel stuck, you might consider talking to a professional. If you find that you're unable to change unhealthy thought patterns, consider consulting a mental health provider to help you figure out why you are stuck and ways to get unstuck. Feeling stuck can be a part of a mental health disorder that can be effectively treated. I know that because I had an anxiety disorder. And when I went to a mental health professional, we began to work through those things that caused the anxiety. And once I understood what was causing the anxiety, then I could begin to remove those things from my life, heal from those things, and then move forward to more successful outcomes. So we've covered the mind when it comes to being unstuck and when it comes to how that might impact our ability to be successful. But what about the body? How can our body contribute to our overall success? It's time for a Body Bella segment. If you really want to stimulate your brain, get unstuck, increase your motivation, and basically be more successful, you have to move your body. It is a must. Achieving goals can be stressful. Think about it. Working on achieving a goal is full of ups and downs, uh, resetting expectations, maybe missing deadlines, and sometimes achieving a goal can feel like a hot mess. But when you are moving your body, exercising, getting those happy hormones going, those feelings that often bring you down when obstacles come up don't have the same impact. When you're moving your body, stress can be one of those factors that comes at you. But when you're moving your body, it really does help to lower that cortisol level, to lower your blood pressure, because let's face it, stress can get the best of us at times. And what could be better for you than melting your problems and your fat away by exercising and moving your body, getting on that bicycle, taking a quick walk, using your elliptical, going out dancing, doing some yoga, going swimming, whatever it is, running up and down the aisles 
aisles of the grocery store. I certainly have done that. <laughs> I have gotten into the grocery store, get my shopping cart and walk real fast up and down the grocery store, get on the back of the, um, of the cart and, you know, will it forward and then run up to it real quick. I know it looks crazy, but boy, does it feel good. In fact, I really have a good time doing that. I might get some strange looks, but at the end of that, my grocery store trips, I am always elated because of the movement. <laughs> Regular exercise wards off depression and a host of other mental blocks that make success hard to achieve. Schedule 30 minutes to an hour of workout time in your day. Don't promise yourself you'll do it at lunch or when you get home. Nine times out of 10, the drain of the day prevents us from lifting a finger when we get back to the house or from lifting a finger at the end of the day if you've been home all day. Instead, treat your workout as an essential part of your success. Schedule it in. It's not just something you should do. It's something you must do. Removing those obstacles, overcoming those stumbling blocks involves your mind and your body. But one of the most important parts of overcoming those challenges to success is all about the spiritual component in our lives, that spiritual connection. It's all about partnering with that higher power, which I call God, that inner voice that is always there to direct you. Let's dig deeper with my guest, Billy Smith. Time for Spiritual Bliss. You know, as I had mentioned in our previous segment, it really amazes me how powerful the mind is, how powerful our bodies are, and how all of that works together to help us produce desired results, to help us produce a life that we really love and a, a life that we want. And that's why I'm so excited to be able to dig a little deeper when it comes to our spiritual connection. I have with me today, um, Elise Smith. Elise Smith has a wonderful background. She's a faith-based business coach and a speaker who empowers ladypreneurs like me and so many of you out there to partner with their higher power, and empower their mindset using biblical business strategies to achieve the sales goals that they want. Uh, through her 10-plus years of coaching experience, she empowers others to not just receive motivation and inspiration, but to learn tools to grow a strong foundation in their business by you know, focusing on important topics such as income and spiritual producing activities, prospecting with the heart, setting a goal they can control, and increasing their confidence by overcoming their inner dream stealer. Elise has a passion to empower women entrepreneurs for all faiths to fulfill their sole purpose and to serve others by growing their business one stage at a time. I'm so glad you're here, Elise. And as I was thinking about that, you know, I, I had an opportunity to have one session with you. And in just a, a few minutes, you gave me some aha moments in terms of things that I need to be thinking about when it comes to growing um, my business. Tell us a little bit about how you came to have this expertise and why you're so passionate about what you do. 
Uh, thank you so much, Lennis. I'm so excited to be on this show today. Um, yeah, so I have been coaching for about 10 years. I've helped over 100 people to achieve their sales goals, and it was more so in the corporate world. Um, and for me, I... I felt so stifled in that world because even though I was having these great successes with people of helping them to achieve their goals, I knew I could take them to a much higher level if I could include God or their higher power in that. Um, because being Christian myself, I know that that's where my success comes from and that I am just doing his work or trying to do his work anyway. <laughs> and so that is what really led me to that. So one day I was sitting in church and we, you Know, they were kind of almost bashing personal development of like you'll never never see personal development bring God into it because it's all about what we can do on our own and I thought no like I want to be the one that helps to break that mold and so I knew for a fact that I wanted to include the Bible that I wanted to include God and and really teaching things like having strong business meetings with God and partnering with our ultimate CEO which is our ultimate creator and so that is kind of where all of that got started is I love coaching and I'm pretty darn good at it. <laughs> um, and I know that that can make a difference and be able to help share God's message with so many other people. You know, it's interesting because so many times entrepreneurs um, hit a wall. Uh, sometimes the wall has to do with maintaining their passion or maintaining their motivation or what to do next when everything they seem to think was going to work doesn't seem to be working or isn't gleaning the end result the way they thought it would. What kind of advice do you give uh, to an entrepreneur when it comes to something like that? Yeah. You know, I believe that walls are there to teach us something about ourselves, about our circumstances. When you are feeling stuck, something has to change. And it doesn't mean just barrel through that wall and put your head down and just try to go through it as fast as possible. It means that we actually have to stop for a second and then take that to our higher power and say, okay, why is this wall in front of me? Is this maybe not the path that that would have me take? Or is there another way around this that I need to learn something from? Um, and, you know, I can tell you from personal experience over and over again, where we just try to get through that wall as fast as possible, like there's something wrong with us. And that's not the case. That is just something to tell us, you know, hey, that's a red flag. We need to just make a detour or do something different. So when I'm feeling stuck, I, that's the number one thing that I do is I take that to the Lord and I say, okay, what can I learn from this wall in my place? Because the fact of the matter is, is when we are on that path that our creator has given us, it is smooth and it's easy and it flows. And when you're hitting those walls, you may just be on a path that isn't right for you. How can you increase that divine voice, that inner wisdom that we all have. Uh, we as Christians call them the Holy Spirit. Someone else may say it's their uh, subconscious or whatever you might call it. Mm -hmm. How do you increase that? How do you tune in more to your uh, ability to be intuitive and divinely directed? 
Yeah, and I love how you say tune in as well because it's like it's like a radio station, right? Is that you know that higher power is on this specific radio station, so to speak. And when we can turn that knob to exactly that station, that's when the answers and the solutions and all of that come. And that tuning in process is really aligning our will to His, basically saying like, okay, this is what I want, and I know this is what you want, and so how can we find that that kind of almost middle ground or how can I align my will to yours and and one of the best ways to do that that my clients have found is to ask God a specific question so many times in our prayers or you know meditations or whatever it is that you do to commune with your higher power is we sit there and we say okay you know please bless me with this or thank you for this and we give these statements but we don't ever really ask specific questions where when we can ask a specific question that's one of the best ways to align our will to his and the reason why i say that is because it kind of is a twofold process when we give our brains a specific question that's what our brains do is they're problem solvers and so it has to find an answer so that kind of activates our brain to be able to find an answer to that question and then on the other side as we are asking the lord or our higher power for assistance with that specific question then he is able to really open those blessings and opportunities and doors and solutions for us. And so, you know, it's just like the law of attraction is that what we seek, we really do find. And that's in the Bible as well. And so it just all plays so perfectly, but we have to ask and start with a specific question. Because if we ask a vague answer or a vague question, we're gonna get a vague answer. And if we ask a specific question, we're gonna get a specific answer. You know, I have learned in my almost 12 years of being in business that um, when I get those directions, though, in, those intuitive leanings, uh, that message uh, that's telling me this is the way, walk in it, the next thing you have to do is to be obedient and actually do it. Yeah. And what could you do? What could you say to those people out there about obedience? What stories have you heard about that? And how can you help them kind of lean into what they're hearing? Because there's always that fear quotient. And I always say that fear is, you know, and this isn't my quote, this is someone else's, that's false expectations appearing real. And I do know that fear is crippling because I used to suffer from an anxiety disorder. And I can remember that my anxiety many times would keep me from acting on that inner voice. So how can you um, help advise uh, people when it comes to getting that intuitive direction and then actually acting on it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we've all been in that moment, right, where we get that next step from the Lord, and then we hear another voice. Like that first voice is really, really clear of, you know, go take flowers to your neighbor or whatever that may be, right? And it can be totally random. But then there's that second voice of, oh, she's probably not home or, you know, oh, she's probably going to think I'm weird because I haven't talked to her in like five years or, you know, something like that. And so really understanding that right before you act or right after you get that prompting from your higher power, you're going to hear that second voice, which is usually the adversary or the other side that's basically saying like, no, that's not a good idea because he knows the work that you're doing as well. And acting on the promptings of the Lord is only going to help fulfill your purpose and build up the kingdom of God. And so, of course, the adversary is going to come in and say, no, 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 that was a dumb idea. Or no, that was just your thought. 
compared to God's thought. Um, that's one that we get all the time. Was that my thought or was that God's thought? Well, it doesn't matter if it's bringing you to do something good, right? Um, so that's the first thing is watch for that second voice because it will come in so many different ways and it'll come in personal ways as well. Um, and that's what I like to call your inner dream stealer, which I talk about later on. But um, so that's kind of one thing to watch out for. But the second thing is take action now as fast as you can, whether that is just putting it in your schedule of later on, I'm going to bring her flowers or, you know, later on, I'm going to do this in my marketing strategy. That is one thing that we need to do is actually plan to take that action or do it right then and there. Um, and it's also good to write it down because, you know, sometimes we can have these brilliant moments of inspiration. And if we don't capture it in some way, then the adversary comes and steals that from our memory. And then it was like, well, I had a great idea, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> That's so true about writing it down. I know a lot of times uh, people talk about, well, you know, leave yourself a voice memo or maybe type it into your, um, I was going to say PDA, boy, I'm dating myself, type it into your phone <laughs> or something. But there's something about writing something down that helps commit it even more so to memory because of the hand-eye coordination. The brain is looking at what you're writing and many times you can even picture it in your mind and it helps you to remember. I mean, have you ever had that situation where this happens to me all the time? I write down my grocery store list. I get to the grocery store and the list is never there. It's somewhere else. But I do remember the bulk of the list because I did write it down. It's just like one of those things. I think it's a block of some kind. If I need to clear that block, but that's what happens to me. And I think that many times um, as entrepreneurs, we get into certain habits of things that we've always done because we've always done it and maybe it's time to change it or tweak it a little bit uh, for me um, if I'm going to be writing down that grocery list I probably need to write it in the pad that I actually carry with me in my book in my in my purse all the time instead of in my notepad that I keep on my desk I mean hello <laughs> um, what about that what about those habits that we hang on to as entrepreneurs that we probably need to let go how do we get the confidence to be able to do that and to really you know take that leap of faith of trying something new and different yeah absolutely so i think that it all comes from our why right uh one of the questions i get asked almost more than anything else as a coach and i'm sure you do too is motivation how do I motivate myself to make those changes that I want to in my life or my business? And, you know, we all have heard about the why, right? And there's this concept of why until you cry. <laughs> and I took that in a little bit of a different direction. So what I want you to focus on is not just your surface layer why. So if I ask you, you know, why do you want to have success in your business? And you say, you know, I want to be able to bring in income for my family, or I want to be able to reach this certain goal or whatever that may be. I want you to go deeper than that because your why that's going to help you to change and break those maybe not so great habits or to be able to create better habits is stronger and it's deeper than just your surface layer why. So I teach my clients to go five layers deep. And so what you do with that is you just keep asking yourself why. So you say, okay, so if I want to, my why is I want to bring in more income for my family. Well, why is that? Why is that important to you? Well, it's because we're in debt and I want to make sure we can get out of debt. Okay, well, why is that important to you? And ultimately, as you start uncovering those layers, you feel that 
in your heart. It's like, oh man, it's because I love my family and I want to create those experiences with them on these amazing vacations that I have in my mind so that we can have those for their whole life, right? That's when you can feel that. That's why it's why until you cry, but I like five layers deep why because I don't really like to cry very much. <laughs> I like that, that. Digging down deeper and deeper and deeper and, and really rediscovering your why, which actually over time will give you the reason to, to get passionate and yeah. motivated and inspired again about whatever it is that you are uh, pursuing. You know, I think it's fascinating because we as women in particular, we usually play multiple roles. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the idea of becoming an entrepreneur might seem overwhelming to those who aren't. What kind of advice can you give uh, us females in particular who really have that desire and that passion, but they just feel like they can't squeeze it in. And you and I know that uh, they can. It's all about setting priorities. Well, what can you say to them to help them kind of get to act on their why? Yeah. Uh, so I would, I mean, my answer is always going to be the same as take it to the Lord, right? Because he knows your ultimate why. And he can help you identify that. And he also knows how you can apply that why in your life and in your business, because it looks so different for all of us. We have all been given such a different calling and different purpose in this life. And girl, if you are feeling called to do something, there is a reason for that. And it can be scary to take that first leap of faith. Um, I was reading about, uh, you know, Moses parting the Red Seas, right? And, you know, we always talk about this amazing, miraculous situation where Moses actually parts the Red Sea. Well, I was thinking about those Israelites that were in the middle of the Red Sea as they're walking through on dry ground. And just think about it. On one side, you've got this massively huge wall of water. And on the other side, you've got the same. And you can maybe see, you know, all the fish and all that kind of stuff. And you know, at any second, those walls of water could come crashing down because you're in the middle of it and you can't run backwards or forwards without having that happen. So you just have to keep going. But the fact of the matter is, is that if we focus on those walls, if we focus on the doubt and the fear that it can easily consume us, then we won't move. We'll stay stuck on that path. But when we keep walking and have that faith and keep taking that action every single day to fulfill that purpose that we feel like God has given us, that's when we can get to the other side and we can help other people to get to the other side as well. So don't focus on the fear and the doubt because what we focus on expands. And just like in the scriptures, it does say, seek and you shall find. And so are you seeking that doubt and that fear and finding it? Or are you seeking that success and that joy and that confidence that you have as a daughter of God? That's absolutely true. And I was thinking, I was visualizing the walls as you were talking about that. And the interesting thing is, and I'm sure you can attest to this and others as well, when you push yourself through your fears, the other side of that is exhilarating. It's like, wow, I did it. And it gives you just enough fuel maybe to do something else. You know, there's this uh, famous scene in the first wise club where uh, it's just, it's silly. They're outside of an apartment or something like that. And they're on this painter's um, trellis and the painter's trellis starts falling straight down and they're screaming and yelling and all that. When they finally get off the trellis, you know, and they kind of compose themselves that Mittler, that Mittler's character says, wow, that was fun. Let's do it again. You know, 
sometimes that is how life is uh, with an entrepreneur, um, life in general. The very things that we fear many times can be the very things that will bring us ultimate joy and reward and success, which is important. And I wanted to talk about one more thing because I think it's really important. Well, two more things. The first thing is that let's talk about briefly the topic of failure, mm. which is definitely something that happens with entrepreneurs. I know I have experienced before I became an entrepreneur, definitely while an entrepreneur. How do we maneuver that and not let that be what defines us? Yeah, I, I like that phrase called fail forward, right? Is that every single quote unquote failure that we have, we are learning from it. And what I think is such a tender mercy of the Lord is that we get to fail. And what I mean by that is not only we get to learn those amazing lessons for ourselves through our own failure, but then we get to experience what other people are feeling and we get to connect with them even more. Um, so just kind of on a personal note, I have, uh, I've been trying to have a baby for 13 years. Um, we've done 10 IUIs, nothing's ever taken. It's just been the most heartbreaking and heart-wrenching experience. And we know we have children up there waiting for us. So we're doing everything we can to bring them down. Um, but uh, the fact of the matter is, is that that you know, being in that failure mode, that sucks. And it doesn't matter if it's your own failure or if it's just, you know, genetics or something like that, right? Um, but that's really hard to be in. So what you can do in that moment is you can make a list. I'm a list maker. I make lists of everything. <laughs> you can ask my husband. Um, and I made a list of all of the reasons why I enjoyed this trial or this failure because i I felt like a failure when I looked at all the moms around me and that I couldn't have that. That was something that I really, really struggled with and, and still do, I have to admit. Um, but I make a list of all the reasons why I enjoy this failure or have this failure as a blessing. And one of the best reasons why I think God has given me this trial is to be able to connect with those women who have gone through those same experiences. And it's the same thing with business too. I have failed at so many different parts of business and so many different businesses. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 18. So I feel like I have gone through all the ups and downs and learned every lesson you possibly can. And I'm still learning every lesson. <laughs> and so I'm able to better, you know, sucker and to guide and to go through those experiences with my clients because I've been through that. And I just think that's such a tender mercy that the Lord allows us to fail for ourselves and for other people. That's absolutely true. I think that failure isn't necessarily what defines us, but it's just one of the many experiences that we go through that fine tunes us to be able to receive whatever it is that God has for us. And, you know, I think that uh, living a life as a, a woman these days in terms of all the different roles, um, that we play. I talk about this all the time. We'd still want to be able to vibe. We want to still be able to stay vibrant, intuitive, like we talked about, beautiful on the inside and the outside. And we want to be merged, you know, using all those accumulations of experiences, the good things and the bad things to propel us forward to even more success. So I have to ask you, Elise, how do you vibe? Yeah. Uh, so every day I start with my daddy daughter time is what I call it, um, where I can really commune with God. Um, and that's my moment where, you know, everything else is, is shut off and it's early in the morning. So I don't have anything else on my plate. Um, and that's where I start my day. That's where I co-create my day with God. 
and we go through and we say, okay, here's what's on the calendar today. And here's, you know, maybe who I can help. And it's just kind of this daily check-in that I have with him um, that is so sacred and so special to me where I read the scriptures and I learn the things he would have me learn. And, and the other thing is, is I take time to listen to him. Um, sometimes we pray and then we get on our feet and go, but what I do is I set an alarm for three minutes because if I don't do this, then I'll do it in like 10 seconds and get up and go. <laughs> so I set it for three minutes and I just, I start and I say, Hey God, what would you have me hear, do, listen for, you know, um, learn from whatever that is that I feel impressed to say that day. And then I just listen. I grab a piece of paper and a pen and I write down anything that comes to mind. And sometimes there's days where he's just like, you're doing a great job, Elise. I'm just so proud of you. And that's that energy that I need to get through the rest of the day. Um, and then throughout the day, one of the things that I do is just to, I literally like push away from my desk and take a couple of deep breaths in and out. And for me, the words that I have for myself is just like when I breathe in, I breathe in relaxation. And when I breathe out, I, I breathe out the word release. And I do that only for like three seconds in between meetings or in between different tasks that I'm doing, just so I can almost reset. And then I thank God for that time that I've had. And just in like 30 seconds, I create what I want to have in that next time block or that next meeting. And it's so neat to be able to co-create with God like that because we create everything spiritually or mentally before we create it physically. And so why not create what we actually wanna have? And that is one thing that helps me to, to really stay vibrant and to stay connected with God all day long. That's beautiful. In fact, in the earlier segment, I was talking about um, something I call starting your day in a positive way. And you're absolutely right. Spending those um, quiet moments is so important in terms of setting your day and to being able to look forward to positive outcomes based upon setting your day in a positive way. Well, I have loved this discussion with you, Elise, and thank you so much for talking to us about divine guidance, especially as entrepreneurs. And I know there's entrepreneurs out there who are going to want to know more about you and how your services can help them. What's the best way to contact you? Absolutely. So come visit divinelydrivenresults.com. Um, in fact, you can actually book a free strategy session with me the week that this airs. I would love to offer that to you where we can really dive into your business and figure out how uh, you might be having some gaps and where we can really infuse some quick cash into your business in the Lord's way, where we can plan that out for you and figure out how to be able to take your business to the next level. And we can even talk about my Divine Solutions Mastermind that talks about in combining Bible study with business masterminding as well as networking. It's a lot of fun, but let's hop on a call. I'd love to get to know you more. So that's divinelydrivenresults.com. DivinelyDrivenResults.com. And of course, her information is in the show page. And if you happen to be viewing um, our uh, podcast, um, you can see uh, all of her uh, social media information as well as her website there in the show page. Thank you, Elise. It's been wonderful having you here today. 
Thanks so much, Linus. This is beautiful. You're just amazing. I look up to you in so many different ways and <laughs> love what you're doing. It's just gorgeous. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you to all of you. You know, this is, I, I don't know when you're going to be hearing this podcast because you know how it is. These podcasts are timeless. People are still listening to my podcast that I did nine years ago. In fact, it wasn't called podcast by then. It was called internet radio. It's amazing. We changed the names, but it's really the same thing. <laughs> but anyway, we're Regardless of when you might hear this, I hope that it has blessed you in a way where it's kind of fine-tuned, okay, this is what I want to do next, or this is how I want to vibe, because that's really what this is all about. This podcast is all about helping you to vibe and live a victorious life in a way where, you know, you're using that intuition to move you forward, you're beginning to realize as you age that the real true beauty is on the inside, and you really feel good about your emergence in terms of that, you know, caterpillar stage, I don't know when that was, for, for me it was the the teens and the 20s and I don't think I really came into my own until 50s hopefully you're not waiting that long but who knows it's never too late but sometimes you feel that way so I am really glad that the feedback I'm getting that you're enjoying this podcast and is adding value uh, please make sure that you follow me on my social media that's there on the show page as well and also if you haven't joined the wellness woman 40 and beyond group on Facebook, you really need to join it. Right now, as I'm talking to you, and this is in August, um, we are up to almost 3,800 women, which is so interesting because I can remember in one of the podcasts I did, oh, maybe a few weeks ago or so, we were at 3,600. So, I mean, it's really growing. And part of it is because people are at home because at the time we're recording this, we are still in the midst of a pandemic. But People are searching for ways to vibe, to, for ways to thrive and to be well. So just remember that even though we are in the middle of that pandemic, doesn't mean that you stop growing. It doesn't mean that you can't thrive. It doesn't mean that you can't still get motivated to do something different and to take the sum total of all of your experiences and to emerge to be well in your mind, body, and spirit. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Vibe Living Podcast. Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at vibelivingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe.